We're now listening to the Knicks State of Mind podcast, presented by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Knicks State of Mind podcast. Uh, Matt Castillo with Chip Murphy today. Very nervous. Obviously, it's it's, uh, it's Thursday. It is April something. I don't even remember the date. The 26th. I just pulled it, looked it up on my phone. There you go. <laughs> the point that I'm making here, it is the night of the NFL draft. And I've been sick to my stomach all week because I am a Jet fan. And it's obviously a big draft now for the Giants at number two and the Jets at three. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners like one of those teams. Um, so big, important night for both teams. I'm a diehard Jet fan, and uh, if we take Baker Mayfield, uh, I'm going to go missing for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Chip, you might not hear from me. I might be in mourning, <laughs> and my heart will just break, and my TV might have a hole in it because I might throw something at it. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen. The draft is about 30 minutes away, um, but we'll tell you where we're going with this episode tonight. Uh, we're going to start with Kenny the Jet Smith, his name now being thrown into the Knicks coaching job, so we'll get into that. And then we'll do what we did on the very first episode of the Knicks State of Mind podcast way back, just almost a year ago. I think our first episode we published was in May of May 13th, if I'm not mistaken. I looked it up the other day and trying to remember it off the top of my head. We did the Keep Them and Trash Them. So we're going to go through the roster and do that once again. Again, this is a great episode for feedback on um, you know what you think. Would you keep this player? Would you trash this player? It's an opportunity for you to share what's on your mind. Um, and also, a quick little shout-out, Chip, if, if I may, before we get started. Um, sure. We had a, a fan. You know, uh, I put out a poll on the Nick State of Mind podcast page about who would Nick fans want to be the head coach? And by the way, 61% say uh, David Frisdale. But we had a um, a listener, Tyler Murphy, told him I'll give him a shout-out. You know, he was talking about when we were talking about um, the 2013 uh, playoff series against the Pacers, and he threw in other great points about, you know, that uh, Tyson Chandler was outplayed by uh, Roy Hibbert. And Roy Hibbert... That was probably the last important basketball that he's played in his career. Um, and those are very good points. So I, I told him we'll give him a little shout-out. We appreciate his <laughs> thoughts, and we encourage fans to continue to uh, you know, send us what's on your mind. You know, we, lo- we love talking to you guys and getting your, your perspective on matters. And with that being said, we'll jump right into it. So, Kenny the Jet Smith, a lot of you obviously probably know him from inside the NBA on TNT, which is, by the way, the greatest post-game, pre-game show on television. Sometimes I just watch them, not even the game. I'll just flip it on to make sure they're on because Charles and Shaq and Kenny and Ernie, those guys are the best. Um, they're amazing. They're, you don't just, even need to really be a sports fan no. to really even enjoy that show. I mean, I, I can watch that all day. It's I, I love it. I absolutely love it. 
Like I said, I, I literally do not watch some of the games because sometimes the, the games are bad and I just listen to them. So you you guys are probably very familiar with Kenny the Jet Smith. Um, now his name is being thrown into this uh, coaching search for the Knicks. And, and Chip, I want to get your thoughts. What do you think about Kenny the Jet Smith being the Knicks' next head coach? Well, my first thought was he's a long-shot candidate. He's uh, probably friends with uh, uh, Scott Perry and or Steve Mills. Uh, I remember he interviewed for the Rockets head coaching job in 2016 before uh, uh, Mike D'Antoni was hired. And then uh, I remember uh, I read Mark Berman's article in the Post uh, about Kenny Smith and apparently Kenny Smith interviewed for the Knicks general manager job in 2008. I had wow. no idea he did that, but uh, that was news to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a long shot candidate for sure. I think they're up to nine candidates now that they've interviewed. So I, I think he's a long shot, uh, but he's, I didn't realize he made some interesting comments on the radio. He said like he's been with, TNT for 18 years and he feels like that's prepared him for coaching and uh you know I'm sure he feels I'm sure his pitch to the Knicks was you know Mark Jackson to the Warriors look how successful he was and Mark Jackson had zero coaching experience just like Kenny Smith has but uh I also think man how how bad would that be if the Knicks hired another NBA analyst instead of Mark Jackson. <laughs> right. And on top of that, one with zero coaching experience exactly. instead of him. I mean, that would be pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, the first time that I heard this news, it was on Instagram, uh, one of these Nick pages uh, saying that Kenny the Jet Smith is, is now uh, a candidate for the Knicks head coaching job. And the first thing I thought about was exactly what I thought about a few years ago. If they're going to hire coaches who have no experience like they did with Derek Fisher, why don't they just hire me? Right? <laughs> I am 1-0 in church league basketball. I didn't even – it was it was my cousin's team, and I filled in for the coach, uh-huh. so I didn't even know, and I led those kids to victory. I am obviously qualified. If you're going to hire – keep hiring coaches who don't have any experience, then I don't see why not that I can be the coach – of the New York Knicks. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Now, I'm just playing, but this is exactly what I don't want. I love Kenny the Jetsmith. I do. I think he's hilarious. I think he's a great analyst. I do think analysts get a, a different perspective on the game because it's all they do is watch basketball, break down film. And I'm sure his intelligence of being a former player, the guy knows the game. I, 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 I know that. But never... Being a head coach before, never having an assistant coaching job, something, you're, you're going to be learning on the fly. Yes, you saw the game from afar for 18 years on TNT, but to me that's just not enough to make you a head coach. And I know it's more common nowadays that we're seeing coaches who have no experience get the job, and it just it's always a head-scratcher to me. It's something I don't quite understand, and as much as I love Kenny the Jet Smith, I just, I'm sorry. I, I just think we need somebody with more experience. We are in a phase right now where we, uh, we are rebuilding, as Chip, as you've said several times. 
we need a coach that's more developing of players. And I'm not confident that he has experience of developing players because he's never coached before. I mean, is that something that pops in your mind, Chip? You know, I know you've, like I said, said you want a guy that's developing players. Is that an aspect in your mind that should automatically take him out of the discussion? For sure, yeah. I want an experienced coach. I want, like, I want, I, I mentioned Jerry Stackhouse on the last podcast. Uh, Mark Jackson would obviously be uh, right. a preference over uh, Kenny Smith. I don't want a guy. That was a, a great point, by the way. I didn't even think about Derek Fisher. Uh, great point there. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last time we hired a coach with no experience kind of went poorly. Look, I just think that coming to New York with no experience whatsoever, it's a difficult job. And Kenny has been around for a long time, but I think you're better off, like like you mentioned, like I've been saying, uh, I think a guy who has proven himself in developing players like Mark Jackson did with Golden State, there's guys who are better fits in terms of that than Kenny Smith, especially since he's never worked with players at the NBA level. Right. He's never been a coach. I want an experienced coach when the Knicks are the Knicks. I want an experienced coach. You know, it's – this is just – a lot of candidates, a lot of guys that I don't know if will be the right fit. And I, I get it. I get that the Knicks are looking to take their time. I get that they're looking to bring in as many guys as possible. It's just – I think at some point you you already said chip nine candidates. At some point, I think they got to narrow it down, and obviously they will. But I'm just saying they shouldn't just start interviewing everybody under the sun. They got to have some kind of plan in mind. I think they're going a little far stretch with some of these guys that they're giving interviews to. Uh, and, and what I'm what I'm trying to say basically is, what kind of coach are we looking for? Let's put these coaches in, in, in this pile and that we fit or see as a fit for what we're trying to do in the future and go after guys like them. Right now, I just think they're just grabbing any coach that's available just to hear them. And I, I, in a way, I understand it. But all these coaches all seem kind of have like a different philosophy, a different kind of style, obviously. And to me, it makes more sense to start pinpointing guys that you you know will be the right fit for the job because again this is another coaching search that we're involved in and it's about time that they just get it right they can't afford to keep screwing this one up and getting these coachings wrong i mean i think back like the 76ers were rebuilding they did an outstanding job bringing in coach um Rip brown who I, I i think the world of um and he's, he's done an amazing job even when they were winning 16 or 17 games with the right coach, it can help. It can be the start, especially if we're trying to get younger. And you know, I just I I don't I'm not typically enjoying that they're just giving everybody an interview just because they're available. Make sure you have a plan in mind uh, of what you're looking for because I I think they're going after different coaches that all can do something different in a way. If that makes sense, Chip, do you get what I'm trying to say there? Does that does that make sense or? I do get what you're trying to say. 
I do get what you're yeah, trying to say. I need some say. help I on think this. That, yeah, yeah, I get what you're trying to say. And I, I was thinking about it today with the coaches. I mean, we're, we're one of the most prestigious fran- – every time Forbes does their, like, whole most valuable franchises uh, in professional sports, the Knicks are always, like, number one or at the top, towards right. the top, number one in the NBA anyway. So we're one of the premier franchises in the NBA, at least. And we keep hiring these mediocre coaches, Jeff Hornacek, Derek Fisher. Like, it's time to hire an elite coach. Like, just bring in a – that's why I was high on bringing back Jeff Van Gundy. But no more, like, screwing around with a guy who's, like, unproven, like Kenny Smith. Get a known elite commodity like like a Mark Jackson. Like, it's it's time, like, to just – Get get the job done. Yeah, I, I, that just it's something that it's frustrating that we're back in this position looking for a head coach. But just exactly what you said, just get it done, get it done right, so we can stop worrying about you know who who's the coach. Make sure you get the right guy because we're we're a few years away. We're still kind of I still think kind of in phase one of this rebuilding because we're still trying to get younger. Uh, but with that being said. We are going to wrap up this segment. When we come back, we are going through the roster. We're going to keep them. We're going to trash them. So we'll be back in just a moment after this short break. Hi, everybody. Matt Costello here, writer at EliteSports.com and co-host of the Next State of Mind podcast. Just wanted to take this time to thank the fans and remind listeners to follow our social media pages. You can find us on Twitter at NYKSOMPodcast or on our Facebook page at the Nick State of Mind podcast. Come be a part of the discussion. We want to hear from you and talk about the Knicks. Welcome back to the Nick State of Mind podcast. So we'll jump right into it because we got a, a few players to go through. But before we get to the players, Chip, I want to get to a coach because we haven't talked about it yet. Okay. Yeah, even though he's fired already. Kurt Rambis. Yeah. Would you have kept him or would you have trashed him? I know I know you want to celebrate, so go ahead, my friend. Wow. I, easiest keep him or trash him ever <laughs> possible? Wow. I, trash him, trash him, throw him in the trash, dump him in the trash, take him out of the trash again and throw him back in the trash. Trash him. Trash the crap out of him. <laughs> Get rid of him. Yep. They couldn't have fired him. Couldn't have fired a worse guy. Get Absolutely. rid of him. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I knew you would like that one. I knew I was like, you know what? We haven't talked about him being fired. And we talked about it several times of it. Actually, they should just do it. And once it finally happened, it's great. It's awesome. Um, that's probably the biggest news and the best news so far for the Knicks so far in this offseason. But we'll jump into the players now. And, and first on the list, we're going to go through alphabetical order uh, through here. So no significant order of players and importance and all that good stuff, though. We'll start with Ron Baker. Chip, are you, uh, you going to keep him or are you trashing him? For Ron Burgundy, <laughs> I am going to trash him. Uh, I am. He's obviously going to be on the team next year because he has a player option, which he's going to pick up. I think it's for $4.5 million. But uh, I'm not as low as everybody else on Baker. But I would trash him because, look, we got – Frank, Burke, Moutier, Dotson, Hardaway, and 
I'm not sure if Lee will be back next year, but even if Lee doesn't come back next year, there's just not any minutes for Ron Baker in that backcourt anymore, you know? I mean, where's he? He's not going to play. So, yeah, trash him because of that, not because I don't like what he does on the court. Trash him because of that. I mean, I like Ron Baker, and I'm very disappointed to see that he really didn't take any step forward. Um, you know, had an opportunity here with the Knicks and really did nothing. I think there's one game that I can recall, and I know he got hurt, so he missed basically the entire season. But he played for a few months, and in those few months, it was kind of like there was one game where he actually had an impact, and, and I was expecting, you know, a better shooter, and it just it just didn't work out the way that I was hoping for. It's not the greatest contract, as we have mentioned. Uh, so for me, I agree with you, Chip. This is one that we got to trash and move on. Next up on the list is Michael Beasley. Big year for him, Chip. Do you keep him or do you trash him? Michael Beasley might be the hardest one. Right. Because he put up some nice numbers. 13 points, 51% shooting, 5.6 rebounds, but he did most of that damage when the games meant absolutely nothing. <laughs> so right. uh, it's hard to judge. But, you know, most of the games next year will mean absolutely nothing, too. So the thing about Michael Beasley is about the contract. What's he going to be willing to do? So if I, But with keep him or trash him, I like to take the contract out of it. Uh, and so I'm going to say keep him based on what he did last year because I was pleasantly surprised because I really thought that he would be a total bust and flame out and be off the team by the trade deadline. And and he really surprised me, and I liked what I saw. And he seems to want to be in New York. And so I'm going to say keep him because of that. Michael Beasley is uh, LeBron James and Kevin Durant, if you can remember. Um, if only if that was true, um, I would be saying this is a no brainer. Keep him. And either way, I'm still going to keep him because I do think that he helps out and does provide some scoring. Cause if you take him out, who's going to score? You know, who's that guy, you know, and I don't think the Knicks really view him as a starter, but again, for that bench, who's going to come off the bench and provide some offense. So, you know, I, I you ask the question of, how much money will he be making or how much money he'll be asking for um, because he thinks he's Kevin Durant at LeBron's level. I'm sure he's going to want more than uh, what the Knicks are willing to pay and really anybody's willing to pay. The question to me is with him is does he want to stick around rebuilding Nick team? Yeah, he has the opportunity to play, and I know he's played for some contenders before, um, but that's back when he was not really, uh, as he says, fully committed at times. Um, yeah. He says he's more matured. Maybe he wants another chance at that. But um, I think he's definitely a guy the Knicks should look into bringing back. Uh, Money is, the, again, the, the factor here because I think he could be somebody off the Knicks bench and, and, and help us score. Uh, next up on the list is Trey Burke. I think this one's pretty easy, Chip. Um, what would you do with Trey Burke? Definitely pretty easy. Without a doubt, pretty easy keep him. Uh, Burke started in nine games this year, played 33.6 minutes, 18.7 points, 7.7 assists. 
he had that amazing game against Charlotte with the 42 points and 12 assists. Uh, I know they lost, but look, right. Kemba Walker's amazing. Exactly. So getting beat, getting beat, and Kemba Walker always kills the Knicks. He's yep. a Knicks killer. Everybody knows that. Losing to Kemba's no shame in that. Uh, yeah. No brainer. Bring back Trey Burke after what he did, and especially he's on that crazy good contract too because they got him on a non guaranteed thing. Um, yeah, bring back Trey Burke. Yeah, this is an easy one. Not much I'm gonna say here. Trey Burke was uh, you know a nice, pleasant surprise for us uh, again when he got called up. Basically, we talked about it. Made a lot of sense to give him an opportunity. We both were unsure how he was going to do. Got off to a hot start. A lot of buzz around him, uh, but we still wanted to see what he could do. And for the most part, he maintained that that confidence and that high level of play. Now let's see if he can build off of it, because maybe he can be uh, a future big piece to this Nick team. But he still has a long way to go to prove that to me, at least. And I know, Chip, you agree. We've talked about that before. Uh, so, yeah, I think, though, Trey Burke is a definite uh, guy you got to keep. Next on the list, Damian Dotson. You keep them or you trash them? Keep them. I mean, this right. is another easy one. I mean, second year in the league, no doubt you keep them. Uh, everybody loved that 30-point game he had against Miami late in the year. That was awesome. They crushed the heat. Uh, I think he was – I think he had, yeah, four threes he had, 30 points, 11 rebounds. Man, that was just cool to watch. They blew out the heat. It's always good when they beat the heat, but crushing the heat too right. when he did it. It was really just great to see. And he'd shown flashes throughout the year that he was capable of doing some big things. And, yeah, I mean, and also the 11 rebounds. If you remember when we talked about him, when they drafted him, he was billed as, like, a good rebounding guard. That's one of the things they talked about him when he was drafted. So, yeah, this is – hold on to Damian Dotson. And he can be a player, I think. Yeah. He's a guy that, like I've said before talking about him – not sure if I'll have a big impact next year. Uh, hopefully, we can see an improvement and see a little bit more minutes for him. Uh, I think if Courtney Lee's out of the, the picture, I think that certainly will be the case. Uh, and I think I, I've said it before. I think he could develop into a really nice piece for the Knicks, a guy that can defend to shoot the three ball, and as you just mentioned, uh, a solid rebounder. You know, very athletic guy, a, a high vertical. Makes a lot of sense to hold on to him, and I, I believe the Knicks will. Next up on the list, Tim Hardaway Jr. Do you keep him or do you trash him? Well, whether or not you want to keep Tim Hardaway right. Jr. or trash him, he's staying. Yeah, yeah. That, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but despite what some people would call a disappointing year, what I would say a predictable year, uh, I would still keep him, right? Uh, especially with the injury to Porzingis. Uh, yes, his field goal percentage went down from the year before. He shot 42%. Uh, last year, he was 46%. Uh, but look, he's closer to a 42% shooter than he is a 46% shooter. And Knicks fans who were upset that he shot 31.7% from three-point range, he's a career 34% three-point shooter. I mean, he's right. so if he takes seven three-pointers a game, he's not going to shoot a very high percentage. He's not. He's just not a very efficient player. But right now, I would keep him because uh, they need scoring. 
and he's only 26 years old, so I still think he can get a little bit better on the defensive end and maybe play a little bit smarter as he gets older because, man, he takes some bad shots. Yep. Some bad shots. You make a good point about, you know, whether or not you want to keep him a trash. His contract is making him there. And and obviously this is more of a um, an honorable keep or trash him thing for a lot of these players because it doesn't matter, you know, they're on the team. This is one of those guys that will be on the team. Um, but it's just the aspect of would we keep him or trash him. And uh, I would keep Tim Hardaway Jr. I would trash his uh, I would trash his contract. Um, I would Good love point. to, um, you know, take a few million off of that. And I, th- this is what I've been saying about Tim Hardaway Jr. all along. It's not that I mind him as a player. I just think he gets he's overpaid for the production that he's going to bring. I don't mind having him on the roster, him him playing. He can help out your teams in a lot of ways. Uh, not the, as you mentioned, the most consistent shooter and takes some bad shots and really forces the issue but is still a nice player to have on the floor. Just way too much money. Way too much money. Uh, next up on the list, Isaiah Hicks. Do you keep him or do you trash him? I liked some of what I saw from Isaiah Hicks, but uh, I trash him uh, because he he got a chance to play a little bit at the end of the year. Uh, and, you know, I think he... Yeah, he he played 30 minutes against the Cavs in that game on uh, April 11th, and he had 15 points. Um, that's the game I'm talking about. He played pretty well in that game, and he played 24 minutes in uh, that game where they blew out Charlotte. Um, but uh, overall, uh, I don't think that he was impressive enough to bring back on like a guaranteed contract. So uh, I would trash him, I mean, and try and start over again with uh, maybe a, a younger player. I don't know. He, he does turn 24 in July, so. Me with him, if we can have him down in the G League, fine. You know, it's it, I didn't really see enough of him because of that. When I, I, it's, it's hard to kind of evaluate him, um, but – what I have seen, I don't really think he is somebody that that will be a fit. Um, so I'm with you again, Chip. I, I would I would more than likely um, is just trash him. I think that one is probably one of the easiest trashes for me on this because uh, yeah. I just you don't you don't see a lot of them. Uh, up next, before we take a break, is Jarrett Jack. Would you keep him? Or would you trash him? I'm a trash Jared Jack. Uh, he, I really appreciate everything he right. brought for Frank, for Trey Burke. He brought those guys along big time. But he passed his expiration date for the team during the season. Hornacek uh, benched him. And quite frankly, if I was Jared Jack, I don't think I'd want him back next year. I think he, he proved he still has something left in the tank, and he can probably contribute to a contending team. I think he'll really want to go to a contender next year. But, yeah, I think does Frank Nielakina and Trey Burke really need a, a veteran mentor again next year? I think, I'm not sure they do. Right. And uh, I think he'd just be taking up a, a roster spot that they could fill with, with uh, somebody else. 
Yeah, uh, Jared Jack is a guy that like I would love to keep because, again, like what you said and we talked about a few weeks ago, he, he meant so much to the team this year. But for his sake, I, I think he can help out a team that might be contending and, and come off the bench and help them. Uh, so I, I would trash him for his sake so he can move on and, and not get stuck to yeah, exactly. bench minutes. He, he doesn't deserve that. But, again, with the Knicks, the Knicks are not doing anything wrong by doing that. They're trying to play their young guys, trying to give the experience needed. So it's one of those things where we appreciate them, we love them, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to bring him back. And, Chip, we got one more that we'll do on this segment, and then we'll come back and do the rest. And this is Enos Cantor. Do you keep him or do you trash him? Enos Cantor led the team in rebounds, field goal percentage. Uh, he led the team in PER. I think he led the team in – did he lead the team in win shares? Yes, he led the team in win shares. He was awesome. Yeah. Uh, he exceeded all expectations. Uh, there's no way that Harry or, or Steve Mills could have thought that Ennis Cantor would be this good. And there's no way any fan, even when they traded for him, they knew he was a, a badass. We all knew he was a, a rebounding tough guy. We, we didn't know he was going to embrace New York like this. Right. So I know it's a big number, and I'm praying he opts in. But taking the opt-out out of the equation, of course I want to keep Ennis Cantor after what he did this year. Of course I do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've said it. Uh, if he's asking for more money, you know, around the passing the twenty million dollar range per year, he's out of his mind because he's an awful defender. Uh, but he means a lot to the team. He's a toughness that I think the Knicks need, and this is an easy one. I absolutely would keep him. But if he's if he's crazy and thinking he's going to make like twenty five, thirty million a year or something like that, no, you're you're not. Nobody's going to pay you that. Um, but you do mean a lot to the team, and I would love to see you back. But let's take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we got about six, seven more players, so we're going to quickly kind of go through them and wrap up the show with um, the rest of the Keeper Trasham. So we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, everybody. This is Chip Murphy, co-host of the Knicks State of Mind podcast and boss of all New York Knicks content at EliteSportsNY.com. To follow my work, you can find me on Twitter at, at Chipper Murphy. Welcome back to the final segment of the Knicks State of Mind podcast as we are going to wrap up the player keep them or trash them list. And we'll, we'll throw out a few names, kind of speed this along because we still got about nine players to get through. Um, so we'll start with Luke Cornett, Courtney Lee, and Emmanuel Moutier. Chip, for those three guys, you keep them or trash them? Emmanuel Moutier, as rough as it was to watch him, at times this year, I, I want to keep him. Uh, I do because if only because he's 22 years old and I want to see what he can do with another year, especially under the next coach. If it's Mark Jackson, I want to see what a point guard can do with a point guard. Uh, Courtney Lee trash him. Uh, I, not because he's a bad player or anything, but because he can still trade him and get good value for him. He averaged 12 points a game last year. 
on 45% shooting shot, 41% from three, and 92% from the free throw line. This guy can still play, and there's a lot of teams that would love to trade him for him. Right. So trash courting league, meaning trade him and get something for him. And uh, as far as Luke Cornett, uh, we heard a long time about his three-point shooting. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, he took four threes a game, shot 35%. You know, it, that was what it was supposed to blow us away, his three-point shooting. Yeah. And it really wasn't that impressive. Um, I like you said about Hicks, you wouldn't mind going taking another year in the G League with in Westchester. I wouldn't mind going to another year of that. Uh, but as far as Bernie and the main roster, no, next year I'm gonna trash him on that. All right, so starting with Cornette, I'm gonna keep him because uh, we made the trade for Billy Hearn Gomez, we got rid of him. So again, the only way that trade is going to look better is if Cornette develops into a solid player for us. Because if he does, then you know it's all right. We got rid of, we got another draft pick, and we got a you know a guy that doesn't really stretch the floor. Not the greatest defender, a good rebounder. But if Cornette can kind of fill that, then it makes that trade look a little bit smarter. So for that reason, I am going to uh, go with uh, keep him there. Uh, then let's see, Courtney Lee, I'm with you. I'm going to get rid of him because it's just simple. You don't really need him at this point. You can see his minutes kind of dropped. Didn't make a whole lot of sense to, um, really get rid of, uh, or to keep him. We should have traded him at the trade deadline. I was a little upset that we couldn't find a way to get something out of him and he can help out a, a team that's contending. Uh, Emmanuel Mudiay, Chip, you make good points. Yeah, at first I see his name and I want to trash him because I'm not very fond of him. I really never have been. But you do make a good point about his age. He's only 22, and that's the same thing I say about Trey Burke. They're still young, so that potential is there for them to develop into something bigger. So I'm struggling with that one because what you said makes a lot of sense. But I am going to stick with my initial thoughts and just trash him because I really don't like him. Really, I just don't. I don't. I don't think he's. Uh, an NBA player and uh, just he's a disappointment uh so I would trash him next up this guy he deserves to be alone on this Joakim Noah do you keep him do you trash him with his blonde beard that he has now wow yeah uh the blood he can take that blonde beard and go right in the trash (laughs) Noah. he sealed his fate a long time he probably sealed his fate long before the Hornacek thing. I think the, I think the drug suspension was the nail in the coffin. So, I think a long time ago, it's been over for a long time with Noah. Um, yeah, trash him obviously, but he's not again like Tim Hart. Well, not like Tim Hardaway because he's a because Tim Hardaway is going to contribute for us next year. But I, I don't see them being able to get rid of Noah via trade, maybe they'll have to work out some sort of buyout with right. him or stretch his deal like the Nets did with Darren Williams. People will remember that one. Uh, I think what could happen is they may go the Darren Williams route that the Nets did. Right. And 
it could be the only option. What are you going to do, man? Are, are you going to just have them sit out the entire year, uh, year next year? You can't do that. Right. Yeah, I, I, again, this is um, an easy one for me that you trash them. But that contract is just so bad, and they got to figure out something. Uh, but, you know, Joe Nola has been a major disappointment. Um, really just, when you saw him on the floor, it was kind of like, God, this guy can't play anymore. Like, it's no more excitement. Because, again, I, I was all for it because what he could bring, but he just didn't do that. So it's an easy one. Get rid of him. Uh, next up, Frank Nielkina and Kyle O'Quinn. I think one is easy. I think both are easy, actually, thinking about it. But uh, would you keep yeah. him or trash him? Yeah, I was just going to I was just gonna say one is easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, both are easy for me as well. Keep them both, without a doubt. Um. It sucks that O'Quinn has a player option for four million because he'd be foolish not to opt out of that. Right. He's gonna get paid more than that four million. And I don't think the Knicks are gonna be willing to uh give him a multi year deal because they're probably not gonna wanna lock another center into a multi year big money contract, even though he probably won't get that much money. But uh for sure I would keep O'Quinn. Love O'Quinn. Yep. Uh, always been a big fan. He is another guy like Beasley who clearly wants to be in New York. He's from New York. Right. So, um, and he's just a guy that it's easy to root for. And his not, he had the best season of his career this year, best numbers of his career. Yeah. 7.1 points, 6.1 rebounds, 58% from the field, average career high in minutes, 18 minutes. But he, and him and Chris Stops get along and they play well together. I mean, it's uh, it's a no-brainer to bring him back if he comes back at a reasonable number. Oh, and he has a nice mid-range jump shot, too. Nobody talks about that enough. The guy can put a nice mid-range shot down. I would like to see um, him shoot more threes. I, I was just going to say, I'd like to see him work on his three-point shot. Right? Just going to say that, dude. I, just going to say I, that. I think he could do it. I think he could be a solid yep. three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on these. I would keep both um, as much as as hard as I've been on Frank. Uh, I do think that he he did some good things at the end of the year. The last few games, I, I saw some things. Um, still think we, we're better off getting a, a guy that's a superstar now instead of a guy that's a development and, and a guy that will be a role player. But I can live with some of the production that he's given. Kyle Quinn, you got to keep. I know he's going to opt out and he's going to get more money. But what are we going to do? We we could lose Cantor even if we get Cantor back. Who's going to be our backup? Luke Carnett? He's not ready. No, no. We need Kyle Quinn. Now I wanted Kyle Quinn traded at the deadline as well, so we can get some more value. But since that didn't work out, this is different than Courtney Lee uh, because of depth wise, Kyle Quinn needs to to stay. And as we wrap this up, we'll get three more names here. Um, I'm going to go a little bit out of order, Chip, uh, with Lance Thomas first, Troy Williams. And then finish off with Christoph Rzingis. Man, Lance Thomas, man, I I know Nick's Twitter loves to bury Lance, and I'm I'm a lot higher on Lance than pretty much every Knicks fan, probably. Um, yeah. And admittedly, I'm biased because oh yeah, uh, I'm a huge Duke fan, and Lance played at Duke for people who don't know, and. Not only that, but 
uh, Lance played uh, at St. Benedict's High School in New Jersey, and I'm a Jersey guy. Right. So I, I, I like Lance Thomas a lot. I think his defense – I know his numbers are wildly mediocre on offense. I know he shot 36% on two-point shots this year. That is just atrocious. But And four points per game. But, man, when he's in there, his defense is incredible. Uh, he is, and they could find another guy to do what he does, but right now they just don't have one. And with all that said, uh, he's, I, I uh, you know what? I, I'm going to go, I'm going to switch my pick. <laughs> right. I'm going to say, I'm going to, I talked myself into it. I'm going to keep him. Okay. I'm going to keep him just based on, I, I know Knicks fans love to, Crapping on Lance Thomas is like a favorite pastime of Nick's Twitter, but his defense brings so much to that team. I, I, I'm saying keep him. I'm saying keep him. What about Troy Williams? You keep him? Oh, Troy Williams, you definitely keep okay. him. Okay. I like Troy Williams. I like Troy Williams. I liked what I saw from Troy Williams a lot. Yeah. I think Troy Williams showed you enough. Uh, you know, seven and a half points, three and a half rebounds in 17 minutes. Uh, I and 17 games too, which is a pretty nice sample size. Uh, and showed you a little bit, small sample size of uh, three-point shoot, uh, shooting. Made 11 of his 33 three-point shots. Uh, I think he can develop into a nice three-point shooter. Uh, needs to work on his defense, but uh, I think he can develop into a nice player. Uh, it's gonna. I know he got hurt at the end of the season. But, um, yeah, Troy Williams is a guy you bring back, especially on a team like this. I think he's like 22 years old or something, yeah, 23. Right. So, yeah, you, you want guys like that. Guy, especially, he's a guy who, you know, he was cut by uh, the Rockets. But before that, he was like a huge high school recruit. And he kind of flamed out in college and stuff and never and did. I think he went undrafted and. Yeah, he's a guy who's trying to prove himself and trying to prove yourself in New York. I think he'll play really hard for the Knicks, so I think it's I think it's a good idea to bring him in. And it's finally, sorry, Chip, didn't mean to cut you off there. Finally, Christoph Porzingis. I think this is an easy one. What do you do? I think this is a pretty. You know what? You would one. think it was. A, you would think it would be an easy one, but there's a lot of idiots. That's true. That are on the sports radio idiot stations that think they're a bunch of geniuses and think that Christoph Porzingis is soft That's and they, should, they give up on him and stuff and all this and oh he needs to rebound more and that may be the one thing I agree on them with but <laughs> I think his rebound numbers should go up right but uh but saying trash Christoph Porzingis is absolutely absurd you need to keep Christoph Porzingis Although Tommy uh, Beer wrote a, a great article, if you uh, haven't read it yet, um, for uh, Forbes that uh, said the Knicks should be prepared to go all in on Kawhi Leonard, and that included trading Kristaps Porzingis. And at first I was like, that's absolutely insane. And then I realized, oh, I'm being the dumb Nick fan. <laughs> of course you trade Kristaps Porzingis coming off an ACL tear for Kawhi Leonard. Yep. <laughs> so... If it was something like that, you trash him. But in terms of this game and just general conversation, he's Chris House. He's the best player the Knicks have drafted since Patrick Ewing. Of course, you keep him. 
Right. <laughs> All right. So, starting with Lance Thomas, Chip, I agree with you. I think he gets he gets ridiculed a lot by Nick fans because he doesn't do things that show up on the box score. But he does a lot yes. that doesn't show up on the box score. Those little things that you think that don't matter, but they do. Unfortunately, though, he, he he's kind of. I thought he would take on a bigger role after a year that he had a few years ago. He, he kind of hasn't. He, he he is. He's not the threat offensively. He he just doesn't do enough. I I, I have to trash Lance Thomas, and I, I do like him, but I do have to trash him. Uh, Troy Williams. I think you keep him unless if there's just something else that you can add to your roster where you have to let go of somebody. Uh, but if it, if it was up to me, I would keep Troy Williams. Now, you ready for a surprise? Perzingis, I'm trashing him. But not in the way that you think. Not in the terms of getting rid of him forever. Just getting rid of him for next year. Don't let him touch the floor at all next year. Okay. And get I'm, me I'm on board with Zion that. Williamson. I'm kind of on board with that. Get me Zion Williamson. And trash <laughs> Perzingis for the 2018-19 season. Don't let him touch the floor. Don't even let him in the arena. Go back to whatever country, Latvia, and just hang out there. Just work out. Get big. Get in the weight room. Just work out. Be a monster there. Don't just touch go, the floor. And get me just Zion go Williams. Full Phoenix, just go full Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. Just hide your best players. <laughs> get, get rid of them. Put them into hiding. <laughs> Put, just send them somewhere. Don't let them come into the... Any part of Madison Square Garden. He's not allowed. Just for next year. <laughs> the tank can be terrible. So we can get Zion Williamson. That's the guy I want. I've seen the guy play live. I'm telling you. Guy has a lot of things in common with LeBron. I'm serious. That guy could play. That, that guy's a baller. And, and Chip, you're going to be spoiled at Duke with all the talent that they got next year, uh, including hopefully. Zion Williamson. Um, by the way, Chip, uh, you know he, he goes to school right by the radio station that we work at. And um, I got word that he's going to stop by before he leaves and goes to Duke. So I'm actually going to get a chance to meet him. I'm looking forward to that. Nice. He's a nice, nice guy um, from what I heard and what I've seen. Uh, so, Brzingis, don't touch the floor. Work out, get big, get swole. Get swole, as the kids say. And let's suck next year for Zion. Or at least somebody who's from Duke, because Duke has like the best players in the nation going there. Uh, so, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. That's going to do it for tonight episode of the next data mind podcast uh, we'll be back next week for another episode thanks for listening